Then Jesus went into a house to get away from the crowd. And his disciples asked him what he meant by the parable he had just used. Don't you understand either, Jesus asked? Can't you see that the food you put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. Now, by saying this, he declared that every kind of food is acceptable in God's eyes. And then he added, Jesus, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Mark 7 verses 14 through 23. Well, hello everyone. I'm Neil Parks and welcome to the program. Now we're going through the book of James and oh my, brother James is letting us know in chapter 3, just how big of a performer our mouth plays with our, about our heart condition. Though the tongue is a small part of the body, it boasts great things. Now consider how much a small fire does to a large forest. Water does not spread rapidly. It pretty much stays where it falls but not fire. If you drop a spark in the right place, as in a dry forest, then you could have a blazing inferno on your hands in a matter of minutes. A small spark can start a large fire. Now notice what Proverbs says about people's tongues. Proverbs 16.27 says, Scoundrels create trouble. Their words are a destructive blaze. Proverbs 26, 21 says, a quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood. Now, words that are evil, immoral, deceitful, hateful, adulterous, wicked, sensual, Slanderous, proud, and foolishness come from within. They come from the heart, and that is a deeper problem than the mouth. Jesus is not talking about the heart as the organ in your chest. Jesus is talking about the real you, the core of who you really are. Now, folks, all of us are guilty of sinning with our words, aren't we? And if we're honest, James's writings can leave us feeling pretty condemned. But this is where I want to encourage you, in light of your sin or my sin, to recognize God's provision for the imperfect words we have spoken, and the imperfect words 
we have believed. Now, that's huge. God speaks in creation, but Satan speaks in the fall. And God has the last word, though. He has revealed a word of the gospel promise. Now, all of us have been burned by broken promises, haven't we? And we have even burned others by broken promises of all kinds. But God always keeps his promises. Therefore, no matter how the words of other people and their broken promises have affected you, as you learn to hear God's voice above all other voices, you can find hope and healing. Now, God has revealed his word of the gospel wisdom, which is the wisdom we all need. We see that in James three thirteen through 18. It describes what this wisdom ought to look like in our lives. The word of God is the ultimate solution to our word problem. In other words, the regeneration being born again happens through his word. Now let's look at James 3, verse 13 through 18. It says, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility, big word, that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is a selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. Verse 15 says, For jealousy and the selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. And he wraps it up in 16. He says, For Wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Verse 17, the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So James talks about the wisdom from above. The question is not, what is this wisdom? But, who is this wisdom? In, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, it says that Christ is the wisdom of God. Similarly, in 1 Corinthians 1, 30, says that Christ became wisdom for us as our substitute on the cross. Our foolish words and their consequences were all imputed to him. And his righteous words, his wisdom was imputed to us. 
Look what Colossians 2, uh, verse 2 and 3 says, that all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Christ. So John tells us that, that Jesus is the eternal word who came from heaven to earth. In the Gospel, John 1, 1 through 14, gaining wisdom is ultimately about knowing him. Now, I want to read a scripture here. It's Revelation 21, verses 5 through 7. I think it's powerful. And John, again, writing, and he says, And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, John, write this down. For what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, big, big concept, thirst. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. So, folks, how do we respond to such powerful words from God? He has spoken so beautifully, and now the church speaks. You see, we recognize our responsibilities to speak the truth in love to one another. Each part of the body of Christ needs the, the other part to grow in maturity. Look what Paul says in Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 16. Paul says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church— the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is—don't miss this, folks—their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to— such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature. There's that word again, mature, in the Lord. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Verse 14, Then we will no longer be immature like baby children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. i got to tell you, my friends, that, hap that is happening all the time. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing Huh, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. 
He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Please get this, my friends. Each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Folks, we need to love one another in word and deed. We need to do this in a biblical community for the glory of God. While we grow up together as the body of Christ, we need to recognize our responsibility to take this gospel, the good news, to our neighbors and to the nations. So let's close with this question. Is this your cry? Have you surrendered your life today to going and speaking his gospel? How will they hear if we don't open our mouths? Romans 10, 14 through 17 makes clear that if we don't open our mouths, people will not hear. And if they do not hear the word of Christ, they will not be saved. I say, let's pray. Father God in heaven, we come to you in the name of Jesus, the one who came to set us free, Lord. We come with humility right now, Father God. We come needing as much of you as we can possibly get to continue our growth spurt into maturity. And when we get this, Father God, we will have a better understanding, Father God, of our purpose to reach the world with your word, Father God. We thank you and we love you. I lift up each and every brother and sister that would be listening to this podcast to understand how powerful their word is when you are in their hearts, Father God. It's you that that is speaking, and we give you the glory for all things. In your precious name, Jesus, amen and amen. Well, folks, it's been a good one. Can't wait to see you and have you here with me next time. Until then, God bless each and every one of you. I'm Neil Parks.